0: Welcome to the Creation Innovation Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth King. Together, we'll have conversations with incredible human beings who have taken their creative outlet and turned it into something innovative. From people leaving the corporate world to be eight-figure entrepreneurs, to people who have created books, created a family, or just creating to have fun in the world. We are all in a journey to create something amazing in our lives, and I hope that you find some inspiration of your own here. This is the Creation Innovation Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back. I am so excited to talk with my friend Kim Perry today. She is a dedicated and energetic fit mom and coach as you will see if you are following her online. And if you aren't already, please go follow her. As a prenatal and postnatal fitness specialist, Kim designs at-home workouts for busy moms so they can spend more time with family. She influences women to create their healthier lifestyle through mindset shifts, energy building tools, and goal setting. Welcome, Kim. Thank you for being here. Hi. Thank you so much for having me.
1: I'm so excited to be here.
0: I know. So I wanted to just first chat on how did you get on this track of fitness? Is it something that you've always done? Is it something that kind of came because of having kids or... Where did that fall into place for you?
1: Okay, I always played sports growing up. My, I'm one of three girls, and I always joke like my dad must have really wanted a boy because he signed us up for every sport. But looking back, like I have so many memories from that, and it was such a big part of my childhood and upbringing. And then I think it was in college that I started to like go to work out, like go to the gym. Um, because I didn't have sports anymore. I tried college sports for one season. I did college field hockey oh. and it was just really intense. Um, I think I miss like having teammates more than I miss the sport itself. So um, yeah, we had, you know, a gym right on campus and my college roommates were health and nutrition majors. So they were really into health and fitness. And I just, I just liked I just enjoyed it. I found like a new hobby. Like that was my hobby. Um, Also coming from like a competitive natured, I I am competitive (laughs) by nature. So like, I just love that feeling, the exhilaration of like a really good workout. Um, And then, yeah, after college, I just kept up with it. I got into running. I ran my first marathon, but like the gym was like my home. And then when I got pregnant, it totally changed everything. (laughs) because I could not do what I was once able to do.
0: And so were you one of those people that you see in the gym? I remember even, you know, in my younger years that were like super pregnant, but still going hardcore. I'm like, that's impressive. And then oh. once I got to that point point, I was like, yeah, I think you're either born that way that you can do this. Or my body was like, pregnancy was not necessarily my friend. So how did that shift for you being somebody who that's what you lived and breathed so long to now having this belly in front of you and, you know, showing up at the gym in a different form?
1: Yeah. I started cringing when you were like, were you that girl? I was thinking you're talking about like that. I felt like I was a gym rat. Like I cringe thinking about (laughs) the gym selfies I used to take. Oh my gosh. But listen, back in like 2014, 2015, that was the thing. Like you took the cringy. (laughs) You're like, everybody was doing (laughs) it. Everyone was doing it. But no, when I got pregnant, I, I, my first pregnancy, I swore up and down. I was like, I will never be pregnant again. This is so awful. I, I was so tired. I mean, I was still, I think into my second trimester going to the gym. But I just felt so restricted by all of the modifications and people would literally tell me like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that <laughs> when I was at the gym. And I was like, what? Like, I feel, tr- I, I, why, why can't I do what I want to do? I know my body. So that's when I really dove into like the research of like the pre- pregnancy anatomy and what your body is doing, the muscles, how they're changing, especially around your core. But um, to answer your question, no, I was not at the gym in my third trimester and I was really mad at myself for that. Like I could, I would started working out at home because that's all I could muster up the energy to do. Um, which looking back, like I did a great job at staying fit and just, you know, maintaining some sort of a routine, but I was so hard on myself. Um, so yeah, I was, I was like you, I was like, no, I'm not that person. <laughs> I'm not that crazy yeah. girl doing chin-ups with a nine month pregnant belly no that
0: was not me yeah it's funny that you say kind of hard on yourself because i remember i remember now that you're saying that that i felt that way as well and i had medical situations where i actually was told not to work out the first 3 months and then basically the last three of my last two pregnancies so yeah. you have this sort of guilt as well of like I know I shouldn't be working out because the doctor tells me that I shouldn't be, but I feel like I should because I want to keep my body healthy and in shape and whatever. So it's this weird mind game that you're playing with yourself of feeling like my body should be capable of doing this, but yet- Mm I mean, I know I had placenta issues and basically the doctor had told me if there is any sort of blood, it's a 911 call and you mm-hmm. and your baby may not survive. So yeah. I took that very seriously, Terrifying. especially for my last two, but at the same time, there was still this conflict of, but I kind of want to work out and I feel kind of guilty for not working out, you know? And also
1: it's not just like the physical, I feel like half the reason I work out is for the mental component. Like I get such... Mm-hmm a clear mind after I work out. I just feel better mentally. Um, So that's a big thing. So what did you do when they told you don't do anything?
0: I didn't. I literally, and actually I I didn't work out and then had complications after my C-sections for both of them. So Mm -hmm. it ended up being a very long time before I could get back to working out. And to be honest with you, one For me, after I take that long break, it's so hard for me to break the ice to get back again. I'm one of those people that if I'm good six days a week working out, but then once that's broken, it's so hard to get back to do that. And I think that's where okay. what you come to the table with now for people is it makes it so easy to ease back into that perspective of I'm moving my body, I'm doing something healthy for myself, and I don't have to, you know, for me now, it's if I go to the gym or I go to Pure Bar or whatever it is I'm working out with, I'm the drive time there, the time while I'm there, and then the drive time back. I don't have the time to do that anymore. So how did you kind of transition everything to what you're doing now? And if you can share with the audience what it is exactly that you do now.
1: Okay. So yes, my workouts are much shorter than what they used to be. If I had to drive to a gym to work out every day, it, it would never happen. Like maybe once a week. And then I would beat myself up for all the days that I just didn't have the energy or couldn't fit into my schedule. Oh my gosh. That sounds so stressful. Like no know. One I... <laughs> Yes. Of course it's going to be hard to do that. Cause now you have to find childcare. You have to worry about like, okay, when am I going to nurse the baby? in order to like, when is this going to fit? Like what window can I fit this into? Especially when you're leaving the house. Oh my gosh. It's just so much prep. So for my workouts, they're all at home, very minimal equipment. And I switched, I I realized which workouts were going to be the most effective for me and which ones are going to get the most bang for my time. (laughs) I want to cram as much workout into 15, 20 minutes as I can. Um, so that's why I have more of like a hit boot camp style workout available for pregnancy and postpartum. Uh both are a little bit different just because our bodies are different in each season. Um but yeah, I just really cut down on like the fluff of like if you think about at the gym when I used to go for nearly two hours I would you know spend a lot of time working or warming up either on a treadmill a stair climber trying to get like cardio in at like steady state and then I'd go to the weight like you waste so much time waiting for weights or like in between sets or you know you get go on your phone to like put on a song and then you see a text And there's so many distractions so I'm like my workouts did not need to be that long I wasted so much time at the gym um so here it's a video, you press play, you go, it brings you through all of the moves and some workouts are only 10 minutes long, but you're still going to feel the effects of it. You're going to see the benefits of it. Like we talked about that mental clarity you feel after. Um, and they can be done if you have little ones around, it's something you can do with them or with them nearby. Cause I know how hard it is <laughs> to be, to, to find that time, but also like you know, tell the kids, Hey, mom's going to do a workout. And if it's longer than 20 minutes and you already have to pause it a couple of times. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we keep it short, very, very effective and no fluff in there. It's straight to the down to business.
0: And when you started to put this together and create this in your mind, was it something that you had this idea of, I'm going to create this at home online Workout for moms. And then it took a while to come to fruition. Like, how did the innovation around what you created actually come to life? Like how walk us okay. through that?
1: This is kind of a cool question because I was just doing it. It was my second pregnancy, and like I, I kind of knew like what worked for my body. I knew what didn't. And I was just doing my workouts. and I was, doing the sweaty gym selfies 2.0 at my house, you know, posting about my pregnancy and my workouts. And I just started getting questions. What are you doing? What, what type, what workouts should I do? I'm pregnant too. Or, you know, what modifications are you making? Can I do burpees if I'm pregnant? Like I would get all these questions. Mm -hmm. That's when I decided to get certified myself because I didn't feel comfortable. (laughs) I mean, I felt, I knew the answers because I had done my own research but I got certified in pre postnatal fitness. um, And then I was like, wait a second. I have all my workouts. Like they're literally written out. I, I could sell this. I could make a program and help other pregnant women. Cause obviously it's kind of funny because there was, you know, the fitness community we were talking about, the sweaty gym selfies, all those girls, we all started getting pregnant at the same time. And they started feeling how I felt when they were like, oh, I can't do that workout. What am I supposed to do? I miss the gym. I miss this. So I just saw this window of opportunity and I was like, wow, this is going to help so many women. It's going to take all the guesswork out of what they can and can't do. It's going to help them stick to a routine versus like feeling forced or having to drag themselves to the gym. And that's, that's kind of how it was created. It wasn't super. Like, I don't want to say it wasn't intentional, but like, it just happened so naturally.
0: Which I feel like is the best thing, right? Because we were talking before we got on the podcast of our list of things that we want to get to, you know, later for me, it's the books and whatnot. But when it just happens naturally and it just goes, you don't even realize like, oh my gosh, I'm creating something and I'm not even really, it's just so in the flow that it's it you don't have to put as much effort on into oh, it, I guess. Not no. that you didn't put effort into it, but right. it's like a natural it's a evolution.
1: Effort. It's a different kind of effort. It's a flow. It's not forced. And that's another thing. Like when I tell people, cause people are like, how do you post on Instagram every day? And I'm like, document, don't create, you're already doing the things that people will learn from that you could help people with, you know, like you could help people with sharing the smoothie that you made for breakfast. You could help people with showing like what workout clothes you're going to wear for your workout. Like it's so simple instead of like forcing, forcing this creation, just letting, allowing it to flow and allowing it to happen and just kind of taking a step back and looking at what you're already doing.
0: Yeah, so you perfect segue to your online community. How did you build this amazing online community? First of all, that's one question. And then second, I know so many people, students of mine and whatnot that have that struggle. Like you were literally just saying, they how do I get up to show up every day online? And maybe not even every day, once a week, right? Like, And building all the content and all of that kind of stuff. Do you feel like you're just it's just natural to you now and at one point it wasn't or how did how did that work for you how can you help and give some advice to people that are like oh my gosh i am starting this business and i i need to show up and i just feel like i'm struggling with either putting content together or it's not interesting people don't care you know, what I'm doing today or whatnot, or it's not necessarily related to my business. So is it okay to share my kids if my business is something else, you know, those sorts of things. How did that work out for you?
1: Okay. This is, there's a lot of ways we could go with this, but first I want to note that Instagram is very different today than what it was years ago. And it's probably going to change in the next six months. And then again, in a year and it's just an evolution. But the one thing that I think you can rely on is that people or how am I how am I gonna explain this? <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Like it really just boils down to a few simple things. Um people wanna know you. So like you were asking, like, is it okay to show my kids if my business is I don't know. Not related to children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, I sell mugs on Etsy. Let's pretend that's your business. Okay. Um, yeah. Like I personally feel more connected to someone when they tell me, like when I know their story and I, uh, one of my friends, she sells shirts. She makes her, she has her own clothing line. Mm-hmm. And she, for the first time ever, like I just, her shirts are wicked cute. People buy them no matter what, but yeah. she shared with me recently how she got started. And her story was about, um, she ordered some shirts off of Etsy She's so excited to wear them. her first Mother's Day, matched her baby, her shirt and a baby shirt. That day they started to peel off. And she was so frustrated. And she's like, I could have done this myself. Wait, I could have done this myself. And that's how she started a yeah. business. I was like, you need to share that. Like that is so like such a great story to tell about the birth. And then so number one, people want to know you. So sharing those little bits of your day is always a great idea. And then building that trust factor, um, by sharing reliable information, credible information, educational information. If you can teach somebody something, they get a hit of dopamine by learning something. Like you could say, did you know, if you get less than eight hours of sleep every night, you're more likely to, I don't know, one of those statistics, but when you learn something you for even just a second, It feels so good and you get a takeaway and they remember that. And then if you start teaching them about a specific subject, they're going to associate that subject pregnancy, for example, with you. So I made a point to just really go in on sharing helpful information, whether it was just like just a fun fact of the day every once in a while, um, but also being entertaining. We go on these apps for entertainment. Think about when you are scrolling, you are probably either on the couch in bed or maybe you're like waiting in line at the bank or something and you're scrolling because your mind wants something fun to look at something silly or interesting. So keeping that in mind as well. Um, But yeah, that's, I mean, I was trying to check all the boxes and just make sure that my page was a place that people wanted to come back to. So that's really kind of what I went with. And when people ask me that, they're like, how do you, you know, get people to follow you? And I'm like, well, you have to give them a reason to follow you. <laughs> you have to be putting out this helpful, useful, funny, educational, entertaining content.
0: Was it always easy for you to show up online?
1: Um, yes, I honestly, I feel like it's harder for me now because I've been overthinking it recently. <laughs> I'm just like am I posting too much? Am I, and really, I I always go back to like, what would, what was the old Kim doing? And I was like, not that I wasn't caring, but I was posting because I wanted to. And that's something I also want to highlight. Like it's yes, all those things like educating and making sure, you know, people like what you see, what you're posting is great, but you have to be happy too. you need to post because it makes you happy and fulfills you. Like it's your message and you have to be really passionate about your message in order to put it out there and say, you know, some people might not like this, but this is, this is it. This is me. But yeah, being able to stand strong in like what you believe in. And because if you allow what other people think of what you post to kind of shift and change that, it's not, it's not going to be your account anymore. It's not going to be your social media. It's going to be theirs.
0: Right, and I think to allowing, I tell people, if you're not feeling it and you don't feel aligned, don't post mm-hmm. because yeah. people can tell that energy, right? So yeah. take a break if you feel like you need a break because you want it to your point, you want to be sincere and passionate about what you're talking about because that shows, I feel that people can say, see that maybe you're just not aligned that week or you don't feel well or whatever. And that's completely okay. But I think just allowing yourself that grace to be like, okay, let me do a reset. I'll come back when I'm feeling it and, and just kind of regroup yourself.
1: Right. No, totally. I've been taking way more breaks now than I ever did. I would never take time off ever. I would never miss a day of posting. And now I I'll take two, three days off at a time and it feels really good.
0: It and do you post good. in your feed every day? Or do you post when you say posting every day? Is it stories or what so do you do I you?
1: love posting on stories because I feel like it's more... I feel like I'm talking to my person, my one yeah. person. And I can talk like, hey, you'll never guess what I did today. I went, I took a dance class for the first time. I actually did that this week. So that yeah. just... I Yeah, it was really fun. Um, But I... I don't, I don't know. I just I still get nervous sometimes posting on my feed. Um, not nervous, I should say, but like I overthink it. I just overthink it. I don't post every day on there. I don't feel the need to either. I'm really happy with like where I'm at. And like you said, I post when I feel inspired and aligned and like an idea comes through. I'm like, yes, okay, I'm gonna make this real right now versus oh, I haven't posted it in five days. I need to think of something. What can I do? See the different energies there. It's just like, what, what's going to best serve me and my community? I'm going to wait till I get in that flow. And then normally when I have these like inspired, like good great ideas, I make a couple different posts to post like later for those days when I'm not really
0: feeling that creative. Yeah.
1: It helps too. just like batching.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And what about competition? Does that ever get in your head? Do you have people that you look at that you're like, oh, my gosh, she's doing this. I should be doing that or this or that. Or is that does that not get in your head?
1: Yes, it does.
0: <laughs> it definitely What does. advice do you have for somebody mm-hmm. that is that way that it's just, you know, I always say kind of keep your blinders on, stay in your lane. It doesn't yeah. matter. Again, we, to your point as well, I, my people are a Jessica and a Kelsey. So if I'm talking to Jessica today or I'm talking to Kelsey today, and I, that's all I need to think about is. Wait, who am who's I talking
1: Jessica to? and Kelsey?
0: <laughs> they the make believe people in my head, right? Oh, okay. So,
1: okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: And so when I'm getting out there to talk, it's who am I talking to today so that I feel like instead of I'm talking to the whole world, I just focus in on what does she need to hear today versus, oh my God, that person's doing this and I should be doing that instead Mm -hmm. and they're doing it better and they Mm -hmm. have more followers and you know, it can be a total spiral.
1: Oh, I actually just listened to a great podcast on comparison, which I can share with you later, but- I, my advice would be number one thing that I do is I just look at all the women who are already in my community, the ones who are doing my workouts and checking in. And I'm like, why, like, what would it mean to them? If I was worried about like being different or competing with somebody else, you know what I mean? Like I think, and then I look at like my mentors, like people that I've paid and I've hired and I'm like, what if she was stressed out about Sally or Kelsey or whoever. Right. That is not a good look. (laughs) That's not a good
0: look. (laughs) That's a great perspective.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right. But like you said, the blinders, like when you just focus on what you've got in front of you and the people that you're helping and your ideas, it just makes it so much like it opens up that flow again that we keep talking about. Like and you, you can stay in your zone versus all the distractions, because there's always going to be distractions out there. There's always going to be new people. Um, but yeah, so that's that's my tip is just bringing it back to your community and the people that you want to help.
0: Yeah, thank you for that advice. And as far as what you're creating and this amazing community, what's next for you? What What is the future for Kim Perry look like?
1: Oh my gosh, this is a hard question for me because I can only see like a few weeks out.
0: <laughs> That's okay I, I
1: struggle with like the bigger vision. but currently I am launching a pregnancy coach mentorship for women that want to help other pregnant women based on of your experience and your I just feel like there are so many women out there that need support and there will always be pregnant women who need more support. I feel like we can all talk about our story of our struggle and what we wish we had, what we wish we knew. So if we can build more pregnancy coaches to help this community, like we're just going to just start thriving. Like I I cannot wait for all the pregnant women to just be thriving. So I am starting that at the end of the month, which I'm really And how do
0: people get involved in that?
1: I do have an application.
0: Okay. And do you have to be pregnant currently to do it? No, no. Okay.
1: No. So I, I have one woman enrolled who does not currently have any kids, but she is going to be helping women who also are trying to conceive like she is. So she'll be on the journey with them. And then I have a couple others enrolled that do have kids not pregnant now, but they do have like I said that experience that they've been through and they're each, you know, specific and they have different backgrounds which is what I encourage you to bring to the table what like we talked about how I was into fitness my entire life basically um so I don't expect everyone to be a fit pregnancy coach but if you love you have a degree in mental health hello like that is so yeah. needed or nutrition uh maybe even like breastfeeding and like the postpartum stages mm-hmm. so There's, there's no requirement, um, in terms of like being pregnant or having kids. Okay. Uh, If you want to help, the help is needed. It's out there. It's never going to go away. So I am really excited to launch the mentorship. Amazing. Yeah. And then I have clothing line coming out. I did. um, I know I did a clothing line earlier this spring and we're bringing back like the top, Pieces as well as some new colors, and then I have like a new fall launch coming out that is going to be cozy and lots of knits
0: amazing. It's all like, like so athleisure.
1: I wait, wait, when I say clothing line, <laughs> I feel like I have to specify it's half workout clothes, half lounge mom uniform, like sweats. And I
0: was gonna say that's yeah. what we wear like 99% of the time. So, um, what yeah. else is there really? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like right. today I'm actually not, I'm in regular real clothes and a dress my husband was like oh well, like what's happening today, what's today? The occasion? <laughs> yeah. i know and it's funny because that i talk about feminine energy all the time with trying to conceive and all of that and what a big role that plays, because we are so used to living in this more masculine role and doing all the things. And mm-hmm. and really when you do step into that feminine energy and you put on a dress like I did today, you do feel different and your husband does notice you a little different, yeah. and whatnot, which is kind of fun. So yes, I feel like those all that at leisure lounge, workout wear, whatever is, I mean, what would we do without it <laughs> really? Yeah. And how can they find all of that? All right, so information on your mentorship, clothing line, all that kind of stuff. I
1: over on my Instagram is probably, I mean, you'll find everything there at Kim Perry Co. So Kim Perry Co. And then my website is kimperry.com, which actually is more of like a recent change. It was like some long (laughs) web address before. Now it says kimperry.com. I love it. Yay. Finally. Yes.
0: That's exciting. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing all your nuggets of good information for people that are on this same similar path as you. I feel like there's so many of us, as you said, that are this whole pregnancy, postpartum, all those things are not going away. And just having the community of people to know that have been through it and that are thriving on the other side and know that there's life after you know Mm -hmm. this situation and or when you're in it sometimes it just feels like oh my gosh will i ever get to the other side i know for me it you know those years of trying to conceive and struggling through that and pregnancy not being easy and now having that behind me like i feel like i can finally just okay what do i want to do do i want to like work out do i want to do this do i want to do that because i was so consumed with so much around babies and trying to have babies and miscarriages and all the things that you realize it just consumes so much. Right. So I think that having that community of support in what you're doing is so amazing and so needed. So thank you for doing that.
1: Oh, well, thank you for everything you do. And just like, everything is temporary is like my biggest phrase or like mod- mantra. <laughs> Yes. So in pregnancy and, and postpartum and like toddler years, like everything is temporary. It's all just a phase or a stage that's going to bring you to a different phase or
0: stage. Yes. So That's great advice yeah. to leave us with because, yeah, yeah. I will take that, that for, for today. It. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, thanks, Kim. We'll chat soon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Creation Innovation Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify for free episodes and subscribe to the creation innovation podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you choose to get your podcast. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening for a chance to receive a special gift. Yes, we actually do send out gifts. It's my favorite thing to do. So visit us at elizabethking.com backslash creation for more information on how to enter. Every review counts and we are so grateful. You can follow me at the official Elizabeth King on Instagram or TikTok. Until next time.